We asked the questions last night. We saw the story, the Psukim, of the event where Yeshua davens to Hashem and he speaks to the sun and the sun stops. As does the moon. And he went through all the questions on the, how the Nach presents the story to us. So let's go back and let's look at it again and try and explain it. And it's very interesting. There are a number of different Mahatim and Mepharshim over here. Uh, not just about the meaning of the story, but even in discussing the facts. A number of different interpretations, even in Chazal, in the Gemara, about actually what happened physically, and then there are a number of explanations in the Mepharshim as how to, how to read the Psukim. And therefore, we'll maybe go one at a time and give different viewpoints and uh, explanations of what happened, what was what being referred to, what does the message happen. So I'm going to start with Rashi. We'll see the number of Adam Halchim as well. And Rashi explains it like this. That's when Yeshua spoke to Hashem. On the day that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives the Emoiri, those are the five kingdoms he spoke about in front of Kali Yisrael. And he says in front of Kali Yisrael, He tells the sun to keep quiet. Why was Yeshua doing this? Let's read the next pasuk. The sun keeps quiet. The moon stands still. We said there's something which happened to the sun and something which happened to the moon. We'll see in a moment. Until Christ shall have the ability to take revenge on the enemies. That's what's written in Sefer Yasha. And this is the starting point to understand Rashi's opinion. What's the Sefer Yasha? What's being referred to? So Rashi goes... With the opinion that's actually brought in the Gemara also. But the Sefer Yasha is Sefer Bereshis. It's called Yasha because it's the story of Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov who were considered Yasharim. And therefore the Gemara says, Navadazar and on this pasuk, Sefer Yasha, it brings the opinion that it's referring to Sefer Bereshis. What does it say in Sefer Bereshis that's being referred to over here? So the way the Rashi, the opinion that Rashi quotes, is the opinion that is referring to Yaakov's bracha to Ephraim and Menashe. And when Yosef points out to him that Menashe is the older brother, Yaakov says, I knew that. But the reason why he put his right hand on Ephraim's head, even though he was the younger one, is because he'll be a greater. Which is translated to mean that what his descendant, Menashe's descendant will do, will be something that all the Goyim will know about, the entire world will know about. And therefore, what Yeshua did here by causing the sun and the moon to stand still was being as the whole, the whole planet Earth can see the sun or works with the sun. If the sun stands still, the moon stands still, so it's something everybody would know about. And therefore, what's written in Sefer Yashar is that you, the descendants of Ephraim would do something which would become known throughout the world. But I was saying that's why the moon also has to stand still? Uh, the, no, I will explain the moon in a moment, but that's why the sun has to stand still. And now, like we said, besides the fact that the sun keeps quiet, 
we see a second point. It doesn't, the sun stood in the middle of the sky and it wasn't quick to set like on a regular day. Once again, the Gemara. And the Zara understands from this Psukim two things happened. Two things happened. The first is that the sun stood still. And then afterwards, even when the sun started moving again, it didn't, it didn't set as quickly as it would on a regular day. Which means it, it took longer to set also from its position where it stood still, from the middle of the sky where it stood still, than it would on a normal day. And the Gemara there gives three explanations about what happened. The first one is that the sun stood still for six hours. And then it normally takes six hours for the sun to set. If it's a 12-hour day, and then it takes six hours from sunrise until it reaches midday, it would take six hours for it to set. So those six hours, it also didn't take six hours to set. But the Gemara says, again, it was broken up. It moved, and then it stopped again for a second time, and then it, then it set. And that's the first opinion of the Gemara. The second opinion of the Gemara is that it's, it stood still for six hours. Sorry, it stood still for 12 hours, and then moved for six hours. And the it last opinion... The which means it should have been, nothing moved, but it should have been the next morning already. And the last opinion of the Gemara is it stood still for 24, minutes, 24 hours. And the question is, what, how do you read the words, Kiyayim Tamim? What's a whole day? So, it didn't move for the amount of time of a whole day. Is that referring to the day, including the amount of time that the sun had already traveled until it stood still? Or is that a day which is 12 hours besides what is already traveling? Or is Kiyayim Tamim a whole 24 hour period besides for what, it was, what had it gone so far? And therefore, the Gemara has three opinions of how long the sun remains stationary for. But the point which I want to get to, Rashi's Ikea point here, is what's the difference when it says that the sun stood still and Vayidam Hashemesh, which literally means the sun kept quiet. And Rashi says this twice, according to Chazal, he says this here, also he says this on the Gemara, and that is that what was the, the difficulty, so to speak, in getting the sun to stand still? So Chazal say that when the sun moves through the sky, it sings Shira. We'll have to explain what this means shortly. But uh, the sun, the sun doesn't sing shira as it, as it travels, and therefore to see to, when Yeshua wanted the sun to stay still, so the sun objected. I'm doing a job. You can't just stop me when I'm doing. I'm singing shira. So Chazal say, and so Rashi quotes over here that Yeshua says, "I'll do I'll do your job instead of you. You stand still, and I'm going to sing your shira for you." And therefore, when it says at the beginning of the first pasuk. What Yeshua said to Hashem was he sang Shira on behalf of the sun. That's what Rashi says at the beginning there. Since he wanted the sun to stand still, so Yeshua replaced the sun, and therefore the Yeshua spent that amount of time that the sun stood still singing Shira in its place. We don't know what the Shira of the sun is. Is that reference to the Oz? Oz, yes. Right, and then and that's Yedav Yeshua La Hashem. Yeshua said to Hashem, wasn't the bakasha, wasn't the request, please stop the sun. Yeshua said, I want to re- sing the shira of the sun. And then the sun doesn't. Then I'm replacing the sun's job, so to speak. And then Mimela, that's why the Russian always the shemesh be given down. Tell the sun to keep quiet, because now Mimela, it doesn't. He doesn't have to move and sing shira. That's being done on his behalf. And then if that's the case, the way Rashi is going to read the last pasuk. It never happened before or afterwards that Hashem was prepared to listen to a person instead of the sun. In other words, 
sun has a job and Hashem wants the share of the sun. That a person can offer to replace the sun and sing share in its place, that's something which hasn't happened before. Uh, oh, by Moshe, we don't find this point. We don't find that uh, Moshe offered to replace the son's Shira by singing Shira himself. It's definitely here, we see it by Yeshua. Why was it specific to Yeshua? And what has it, anyway, what does it mean? Uh, how do you replace the Shira of the son? Right? Let's explain something. When we're talking about things in the Bria singing Shira, right, we don't mean that the, the, the words that they say necessarily. It either means that the Malach in charge of that thing in the, in the, in the Bria singing Shira, or we can explain it the way Rabdasta does, and that is it's doing its job. Just like in a, a, a symphony orchestra, right? every, every piece of the, of the ensemble plays its piece of the music, so it contributes to the general harmony. So when everything in the Bria does the job it's meant to do, it contributes to the shira of the Bria. So the sun has a job to do, and if it's doing its job, it's figuratively described as doing shir, singing shira. And if that's the case, what does it mean Yeshua replaces the job of the sun? The sun wasn't doing anything. If, you sh- if the sun's job is to travel through the sky, to rise and to set, and to, to shine in the world when it's, uh, as it does, right now, you should stop the sun, so to speak. So now the sun's not singing a shira, not singing a shira. So what does it mean you should sing a shira in its place? Then, uh, on the contrary, how do you replace the job that the sun's meant to do? And why was this the Ksuv HaSefer Yashua? Why was this the, specifically, the Bracha for Ephraim? Specifically, the Brach of Ephraim. That, uh, that, like we said, there were other people who the sun stood for as well. Moshe Rabbeinu, for example. And uh, Dafka here, by Yeshua, the Brach of Ephraim was that Zara Yer, the whole world will recognize his descendants for the fact that the sun, that he, he got the sun to stand still. Right. What, let's just first ask another question first. What, what, what about the moon? We asked the question before. Right? If you sure wanted to lengthen the day, it's enough to get the sun to stand still. What's, why isn't the moon, um, the moon part of the equation? And they're connected with each other. Right? The reason why the day and night work in the world spinning on its axis, and therefore if you get the world that's said to stop spinning, so then it's going to, the sun will stay in the same place. The moon has a, that doesn't spin because of the world. The moon has its own uh, revolution around the world which goes through every month. And therefore, even if theoretically the world would stop turning, the moon will continue. It's not connected. So what does Yeshua's interest in keeping the moon, in, in stopping the moon as well? Why do you want to do that? So was, if you wanted to keep the day going longer, it would be enough just to stop the sun. Okay, so the Amaphosh will answer very, very simply. And they say that if the moon's going to keep moving and this world stops, then the moon's going to get in the way of the sun it's going to cause an eclipse. And if that's the case, you haven't gained anything because you blocked the light. Uh, it's a bit simplistic to say that without knowing exactly the position of which each one was, because the moon can, not every month, as the moon goes in the eclipse and it gets in the way of the sun, it has to be lined up exactly right. But okay, there's such a shit. Right? But Lechari, that well, wasn't necessarily what Yeshua was worried about. There wasn't, uh, what, what, he, what he wanted was something else. And that was, we asked the question before. We asked the question before, why was this miracle necessary to the, the battle wasn't up to Yeshua to finish. On the contrary, Hashem was sending hailstones down from the Shemayim to kill the Imari. And if that's the case, why was it necessary to increase the nest? Right, so the understanding... Okay, you zoom out a bit, you see. This is where we're going to start.
spreading a little bit maybe Rashi's opinion from and like I said there are other opinions we'll see them next time and that is like this Yeshua knew that there would be a time when he would do something which the whole world would know about and that was the bracha that was given to his ancestor Ephraim that when the, the Zarahiyah Meleah Goyim that the, when when the leader is from Ephraim then he, then it'll be, he will bring about an ace which the whole world will be aware of so Yeshua knew that there would be a time when such an ace would happen the Nisim that Yeshua had done so far, we don't find what the whole world knew about. Even the Nase of splitting the Yadin River, it says the Malchi Mizrach of the kings of Canaan knew about it. But more than that, the whole world didn't know about it. It's not Meloya Goyim, it's not the whole world. And therefore, over here, when Yeshua saw that Akkadish Baruch was intervening miraculously to kill the Emori, so now he thought this is the Ace Ratzin to ask for this Nase, which is going to be something the whole world will know about. And that's why we said before, oh, it's why it was only after Yeshua sees Hashem starts sending down the hailstones that he asks, because he understood this is the time when Hashem is willing to do Nisim. That's why he's sending the hail, which is already a nest. And that's the case, I can ask for more Nisim. I can ask for the, the, the fulfillment of this nest, which is meant to happen to the children of Ephraim. Yeah, when there's a hard Nisim in the world, then it's a hard Nisim. Right. So that was, the, that was, that was why Dafka now, uh, Yeshua asks for this nest to happen. Now, there were other times, like we said also, when the sun stood still. Right? There were other times when the sun stood still. The Mephoshim explained here, not exactly this point, I'm just using it for this, to explain this point, there are two ways that the sun can stand still. The one way the sun can stand still, the one way the sun can stand still, is that everything else continues to move. The, uh, the, 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 the cosmic movement is not just the sun in the world. Uh, there's also the movement of all the planets, there's the movement of the stars, there's the movement of every, everything circling the sun as part of the annual, so to speak, uh, uh, revolution of the seasons. Right? If, you're going to, if the sun's going to stop, which means the time will stay the same, for example, the sun will remain one set, all you're stopping is one of those systems, which means the world revolving on the sun axis. You're stopping that, that's where the sun stands still, but Lemaise, everything else is still in movement. And if that's the case, right? So you, you, it's true that they will continue. But you haven't stopped the system. You've stopped one part of it only. Masha'enka, what Yeshua wanted to do to make a nest with a bigger scale was that everything's going to stop. Everything's going to stop. It's not just that the, the, sun, that the world won't revolve on its own axis. The world will stop. The moon will stop. The movement of all the planets will stop. You know, the, whole, the whole cosmic system, which is always in movement, the whole thing's going to stop. And that's what Yeshua wanted to do. And that's why he talks about the moon also. Because like I said before, Dafka is two separate systems. Right? If all he wanted to do was, was lengthen the, the day, so to speak, it would be enough just to stop the sun. Which means that the sun, would, the world won't, won't spend, the sun will remain the same place in the sky. There's no reason to stop the moon or to stop the mazalas or anything else. And we have to continue moving. The, world, the moon can continue moving. They aren't connected systems. Whereas if you want to stop everything, like to freeze, everything's going to remain the way it is. If that's the case, then it's not just stopping the, the world revolving. The nachos are stopping the sun. It has to stop everything. And that's why he makes mention of that. The sun, the moon, everything is going to stop just where it is. The whole system is going to halt. And that's why Dafka here, we find this idea that something needed to replace that. Right? We, don't, we don't find the promotion of to stop the, the sun, for example. Or the Gemara in the Vedasara gives a third example. Someone stops the sun. The Gemara that tells the famous story of Naktim and Ben-Gurion. That he, he wanted to provide water to the people coming up to Shalayim for the Yom Tif, And he found a certain non-Jewish nobleman who had a number of cisterns of water, 
And he says, if you, I'm going to borrow your water, if I don't pay it back by a certain date, I'll fill them with gold instead. It's a well-known story that uh, that year was the year of drought, there was no water. And on the day, final day, that he had to pay back the amount of water or replace it with gold, so he goes to Davin, and Kodesh Baruch does a nice, and it starts to rain, and all the systems get filled. And the nobleman tells him, it's very nice to fill it, but you pay too late, it's already after Shkir, so you didn't pay in time. And Nachdam and Gamagur goes back to Basin a second time, and he davens, and Baruch moves the clouds, and the sun still hasn't set. Now the point here wasn't that it was just that you had to move the clouds, it should have set. And therefore the Gemara says by him also that Kodesh Baruch held the sun, so to speak, in its place, that it didn't set, even though it was meant to, so it would still be daytime. So the Gemara says three people start the sun. Now, the difference is, there also we don't find that he was singing Shira in order to replace the job of the sun. In the, because, both by him and by Moshe Rabbeinu, all they needed to do was start the sun. The idea was just to keep the day going longer, right? And therefore, as long as the sun doesn't set, it's the same day. We don't have to stop the whole system. Mashiachim, what Yeshua did over here, is Yeshua stops the whole system. That's why he mentions the moon specifically as well. Everything is going to stop. And therefore, Daf Yeshua has to sing Shira in his place. Shouldn't he have to sing Shira of the whole cosmos? Yes. That's what I'm going to explain. Daf Yeshua has to sing Shira because Yeshua has to replace the movement of, of the Brim altogether. As, whereas opposed to, if everything else is moving and just the sun stays, remains still, Kniret, it doesn't look high of Shira. And that's why we don't find that in either of the other two times when uh, the sun was stopped, so to speak, it was necessary for someone to fill in with Shira. With Dafke, when everything came to a stop, then you show it to sing Shira. Okay, that's the first point. So Yeshua understood, as I've repeatedly said so far, Yeshua understood that this was his ability to fulfill the Nevo of Yaakov Avinu. That the son of Ephraim would do something which the whole world would be aware of. He saw this was his Eitzirat, and it was a time when Hashem was acting with Mesim. And therefore now he could do something which the whole world would know about. And uh, therefore what he did was a nice of a different scope to what everyone else did. And that is that the sun and the moon, in other words, the entire solar system would remain silent, would remain still, everything would freeze in its place, and if that's the case, that would be something the whole world would know about. As this was, like Nabi tells us, something which had never happened before or afterwards, was something unrepeatable. Okay, so that's the first point. Now, the next point you have to explain is, why does that Mechai Vashir? In other words, what you're saying is just stopping the sun, you don't see Mechai Vashir. Stopping everything is Mechai Vashir, and what's the Shir? How does the person replace the Shira of the Bria. How does the person replace the Shira of the Bria? So, we'll start tonight, maybe it's later, we'll finish next time, but let's start explaining this concept. Really, is, really the point is, you have to look at the Gemara, in Yuma. And the Gemara there says that why doesn't the person hear in the day as clearly as he hears at night? At night, sound seems to travel much farther than it does in the day. You can hear things more clearly. In the daytime, there's more, so to speak, static background noise, so it's harder to hear. The Gemara says. And the Gemara is not talking about the traffic on the streets. The Gemara asks, what's the difference if a person can hear more clearly at night than in the day? And the Gemara says, because the, the, in the daytime, the sounds are muffled by the sound by the sun which is going across the sky. As the sun makes its way across the sky, it's like it literally soars its way across the sky and makes a noise. It provides a certain background noise, and that's why other sounds aren't as clear. Whereas 
Whereas when you're in the night time, when the sun isn't heard because it's not then present in that part of the world, so you don't have this background noise, so we made it the sounds are heard more clearly. And obviously, with what it meant to me, that doesn't mean physically. But there isn't a physical noise of the sun, the sun soaring through the rakir. And uh, it's not it's, it's not in our atmosphere at all, the sun. That's much further away than that. So what's the Gemara referring to? What's this call that the sun makes when it's going through the sky? I'm going to explain that this is the shira. This is the sound of the shira of the sun, which is making when it's traveling. And that's why it needs to be replaced. Yeshua had to, had to make up that shira in its place. That's the one point. We'll, the next time we'll explain as much as the shaykh what that principle means. Um, there's one more point over here. And that is, what, what's the significance of the amount of time? We said the Gemara has three different opinions exactly how long Yeshua stopped everything for. If it was for altogether 12 hours or 24 hours, 36 hours or 48 hours, depending on how, how we calculate the amount of time it stands to still, what's the significance in that? So that's the Those two points we'll finish up next time to explain the Shit of Rashi, and then afterwards we'll have a chance to look at the Malvim, the Marikara, the other portion here, explain it differently as well.